With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, you mentioned offense. You put them on the lower part of your list of flaws of the Mets. If you had to individualize it, who's having – the worst offensive season for you? Who's been the Not major cause? Not Jeff even McNeil? close. There is one guy. Not even close. Jeff McNeil. And a lot of this is expectations. Starling Marte. It's Starling Marte by a mile and a half. Not even close. Who would be? Who's close? You're giving me a look, Pete. I'm Lord. saying Jeff. Jeff no, no, Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil yeah, is, yeah, is, is the guy that's that true. I keep on looking at and saying, the guy just signed a contract. He was just won a batting title and has completely cracked the bed. Now, we're not talking about power numbers here at all. We're talking about a guy who just gets on base and finds it with his bat. That's the thing he does well. Now, is it the shift? We don't know. I don't really know. I don't look at those metrics at all. But whatever it is, the slap hitting has not worked this season for him. And it's just no, a you're struggle. Right. You're right. Here are the the numbers just to put them right next to each other. Jeff McNeil 252, Starling Marte 256. Starling Marte on base 309, Jeff McNeil 329. OPS Jeff McNeil 657, Starling Marte 644. It's a these numbers are identical by the way. Like crazy how close they are. McNeil uh has 3 home runs and 26 RBIs. Marte has five home runs and 28 RPIs. The only significant difference is stolen bases. Marte has stolen 23 bases. He's having a huge stolen base here. McNeil has only five. So OPS plus Marte 79, McNeil 84. So it's a little bit better for McNeil. Total bases, 104 for McNeil, 101 for Marte. They're like the same player. They really are outside of the stolen bases, which no doubt Marte has a huge edge on. They are a debt. Let me look at war. All right. That, that'll really help us out here. Uh, who do you think has a higher war? If you had to guess, I'm thinking Marte because of these. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know war well enough. <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't even see Starling Marte on the list. I got to confirm he's around. Oh, no. Jeff McNeil has a one. Now he's a one war. Hey. Uh, there's a lot of guys ahead of him on this team. Verlander, Fam, Alvarez, Scherzer, Robertson, Alonzo, Senga, Nimmo, and Lindor. I cannot find Starling Marte on this list. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Starling Marte. See, I win if we go by war. Starling Marte is a minus .4. He has a worse war then Omar Narvaez, Daniel Vogelbach, Danny Mendick, Steven Nagosik, Gary Sanchez, Denny Reyes, 
Zach Muckenhern. Ah, he's been around longer, but he has a minus .4 war, which means he's so bad, you'd rather have that replacement by your plate instead of him. That is impressive. But what I, what we do – well, listen, this is – no, It's close, Pete. I, I take back the it's not even close. That, that My apologies. Let me, let me tell you something. We could complain about the pitching, but we I think we just cracked the code on why the offense had been struggling. And when we have bad days, yes. we talk about Lindor and Alonzo. It's not really them. It's the, tre- the, the people that set the tone were guys like Marte and McNeil, and they're not doing it. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. If we look at this offense closely and say, okay, we've accepted it's not the number one issue with this team, but it's also not overcoming their flaws pitching-wise, which can happen sometimes with teams. If they're scoring five runs a game, you can overcome the fact that their pitching's been terrible. And you look closer at this lineup and say, okay, why are they below average? Why is this happening? It's those two guys. You know, the the Vogelback thing, yeah, he's been terrible. Yeah, he shouldn't be playing. We talked a lot about that throughout this season. It's the guys with higher expectations. And Jeff McNeil's coming off a batting title. Marte's coming off a great year. We should put that up as a poll. <laughs> Who has had a worse year in your eyes, Starling Marte or Jeff McNeil? Because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, those numbers were, it's funny, by the way. Their offensive numbers were almost identical, right? batting average, OPS, home runs, everything was close. And yet war was not even close. McNeil was like, ah, it's not great, but he's okay, plus one. Marte is a freaking minus a million. He has not had a good defensive year too, by the way. That's also hurt him probably. Well, it's been, he's been terrible in the outfield. And what we said the other day, like he had some random plays gunning out people at second base because he just can't run track down balls anymore. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm surprised the stolen bases don't add, I guess, to war because that's a, that's a significant difference too. Yeah, clearly it doesn't, by the way. <laughs> no. So on this note, Let's give out our first half bust award, and then we'll do some positive stuff because the MVP will be a positive award. The one guy right, who you look at and say, that's my biggest bust of the first half. We just made the case for two guys with Jeff McNeil and Starling Marte. Is it either one of those guys or is it somebody else that would take your bust award for the first half of 2023? I I think there's one person and one person only that deserves it because he – makes an impact when he steps on the field, it's Max Scherzer. He has completely screwed the Mets in every big spot possible, like we've said. I think it has to go to him because he's the guy who's got the attitude, who's got the moxie, who, you know, brings the high contract, who basically brought his not I'm not sorry saying he brought Verlander over, but you know, he's the one two punch and basically he's been punchless. It's a, it's a fair choice. I get it. He's had a very mixed bag in the first half of the season. They have won more games than they've lost when he's been on the mound. But there's no question. We talked a lot about it on our last edition of the Rico after the Sunday game against the San Diego Padres. Whenever he has been handed the ball in a big spot, he's come up small. My answer, I've gone back and forth about this because – I had a few guys that jumped out at me, just not based on pure numbers, but based on kicking the ball moments that have contributed to where they are. Adam Adovino has been on the mound for a lot of bad moments, a lot of walk-off moments, and that's very different than a year ago 
Now, I'm not surprised Adam Adovino's taking a step back. I don't think any of us are. But emotionally, Adovino's a guy I was considering. Max Scherzer was a guy I was considering. I shied away from it. Not that I don't want to rip him, but I'm talking about bust of bust. And he's had enough positive moments, even though they haven't come in big spots, that I don't hand him the award. Then I thought of the two offensive players we were talking about, Starling Marte and Jeff McNeil. I even gave some thought to Pete Alonso. I mean, Pete's batting average is down at 212. Um, Vogelback, I never really considered because a lot of it's expectations. A lot of it's what do you expect? So ultimately, I settled back to what I was talking about earlier with you, and that's Starling Marte. Starling Marte, more than even the offense, has been so bad defensively that he has been a bad baseball player all the way around. And other than the stolen bases, which are nice, I, I expected Marte to be cleaned up and healthy at the two surgeries during the offseason and that he was going to have a good year. Maybe not a great year, but a good year. And he's had a bad year. Like the difference between McNeil and Marte is that Buck has felt the need to bench him a lot and say, all right, let me give him a couple of days. Let me give him a couple of days. Let me give him a day. Let me give him another day. So there are a lot of options, and I think McNeil's a great option. I respect Scherzer. I thought about Adam Adovino. I even thought about Drew Smith. But then I realized, what did we really expect from Drew Smith, like you said earlier? So I'm ultimately going to hand it to Starling Marte for the season he's had. I mean, it's a negative war, Pete. A negative war. There, there's one other person that we could give it to, but I don't really know because where he was supposed to be uh, spot-wise in the rotation, but he hasn't pitched at all, Jose Quintana. Can you give it to him? Uh, you, you could. No, I mean, you could. Because I think, you know, you ask the Yankee fan about Carlos Rodon. They say, where's he been? We haven't had him. Guy hasn't pitched until he made his debut a couple days ago. So honorable mention for Jose Quintana. I know it's not his own fault because, you know, he didn't cause himself to get hurt necessarily. But still. Yeah, I think he deserves a shot just because, listen, the guy was reliable up until he comes to the Mets. And that's, that's, we need him to be reliable. Come on. He was very reliable. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, let's hand out a positive award because this is very, very depressing. The first half most valuable player of this team. The guy who you look at and say, oh my God, if they didn't have him. Where would this team be? I'll let you do the honors, Pete. I'm torn because I, I really want to give it to one guy. Um, I'm going to give it to Lindor because I do think overall he's been at his position. He's been one of the best shortstops in the league. He's one of the better players in the league, even though he gets zero credit. I think that's kind of why I'm pushing towards him. But the the backup to him would be Francisco Alvarez because he's done everything and more that we've been wanting for a catcher. We've been begging for that catcher spot to be highlighted. I mean, he's how many home runs did the catchers hit last year? Seven? He's got 17. <laughs> he's got 17. And his defense is superb. And he's only played like, what, 61 games so far. Yeah, and, and don't leave this out about Alvarez. 
some of his home runs have been incredibly big. He hit the game-tying home run against Tampa, three-run home run down to their final out, bottom of the ninth inning back in May. The game-tying home run against Arizona a little over a week ago, down to his final strike. So it's not just the sheer amount of home runs. He's been incredibly clutch. He's won a few games for this team. I think he's he's a good – look, Lindor is statistically – if we're just going by stats, is far and away the MVP of this team. Like, it's it's not particularly close. Whether you're looking at war, which he's way ahead of everybody else, three and a half war year, next highest is Brandon Nimmo at 2-2. So whether you're looking at that, whether you're looking at the home runs and the RBIs, I don't think he's had a great year defensively, personally. But even his OPS, like his OPS, I think, is over 800. Finally got it over 800. So for a while, that was sitting in the low sevens, the mid sevens. But 19 home runs, 60 RBIs, a batting average that looks a little bit more reasonable. I He's the statistical answer. But he's not the MVP of this team. There's somebody else. There's somebody else that you did not mention. Because if Lindor isn't on this team, the offense definitely takes a hit. I don't want to act like it's no big deal. Takes a hit. But the starting pitching and the bullpen has still kind of been their biggest issue. So when that's your biggest issue, someone's holding it together. Somebody's the glue of this whole thing. So I want you to imagine for a second that the Mets did not sign David Robertson. He's not on the team. And this entire bullpen features everybody you see, but not David Robertson. Because Adovino is going to be fine. He'll be good. We got Brooks Raley. He's going to be fine. Drew Smith's ready to take another step. If the Mets didn't have David Robertson, they'd be 15 games under 500. He has had an unbelievable season, despite a few weeks ago when he blew that Friday night game against San Francisco. He's got a two ERA. He's saved 13 games. He should have saved more because think about all the situations Buck put him in where he came in in the eighth inning and got big outs in the eighth inning. He has had an unbelievable first half. And because Adam Adovino has not, and Jeff Brigham has not, and Drew Smith has not, and Steven Nagosik has not, and Tommy Hunter has not, and Dominic Leone has not, and John Curtis has not, and Jimmy Yacobonis has not, and Dennis Santana has not, and every other piece of you-know-what who's pitched out of this bullpen has not, David Robertson's 39 innings that he's pitched this season have been so good Goddamn important. So I'll give you Lindor. That's the perfect answer. We all get what he's done statistically for this team. I can't argue it. I'm not arguing it. This is not a negative campaign. It's a negative campaign against the rest of this bullpen and how much, how trashy it's been and how they have needed David Robertson. David Robertson, MVP of the first half of the New York Mets season. I, I think that that's definitely the biggest free agent signing, no doubt about it. That was the best move the, the Mets made. Um, and you're right, his, his importance, especially with Diaz not being there, he has solidified that. And it's amazing. At one point in time, he statistically was doing better than Diaz was at, at the point in the season last year where he had a stud-like season. David Robertson's been flawless, and you're, you nailed it with that for sure. I, I think he is definitely up there. If it's There's three guys, maybe four if you want to throw Kodai Senga, even though I think he's been up and down. Three, there's three guys that definitely have have should be considered, and it's Lindor, Robertson, and uh, 
and uh, Alvarez. The the award that Kodai Senga wins, and I think he wins it rather easily, is he's the best starting pitcher of the first half of the New York Mets. He's gone out, made every start, even if they pushed him back. <laughs> even if they've, and that's not him, so I don't put that on him. Even if they're saying, hey, go take seven days off. Kodai Senga has made 16 starts, which is, I think, equal to Max Scherzer, because Max has made 16 as well. So they both made 16 starts. And guess what? Kodai Senga's thrown more innings. So as careful as they may have wanted to be with him, he has pitched almost the same amount of innings as Max. I think it's like an inning or two more. He has struck out more guys than Max. He's also walked a lot more guys. That's been his biggest issue. But he has a 3.31 ERA. And the Mets have, you know, won games when he's been on the mound. So I think if you're looking at starting pitchers, Kodai Senga has been their best starter. And if I would have said that at the beginning of the year, I think we would have had a mixed reaction to it. One breath would have been like, wow, that's great. He's awesome. But then that also would have meant that Verlander and Scherzer haven't pitched well enough. And they haven't. You know, Max has an ERA over four. Verlander has a 3-6 ERA. He's been very up and down. Kodai Senga has been their most consistent starting pitcher, no doubt. Yeah, I have to agree. Which And the other thing, too, is like you said, it's like, it's not even that you look at Senga and you look at like that high whip that he has, even though it's dropped a little bit, and you're like, he's the, the ace of the staff right now. He with those numbers, with a lot of walk the walks that he has, it's not it's not good. Like he has solidified, he's been allowed to go deeper too. Like the, the other day when eight innings was just fantastic because of the rest. But it's just not it's not ideal. It's not ideal. I, and I don't know how you're gonna be able to to justify what they're going to do going forward in the next couple be- of years. Because I don't view Kodai Senga's first half as it's all going to be downhill from here or this is who he is. I don't think we should make the assumption because he's coming from Japan that first time around the league is going to be the best of Kodai Senga and he'll never get better. Because you Darvish has been in the league for a decade and he's gotten better in a lot of ways. So I'm encouraged by Senga. I think there have been enough signs from him that he can be a lot better than this. I mean, I agree with you about the walks. I agree with you about the traffic that's on the bases. Uh, I agree that eventually you're going to have to pitch more and more and more. Not that it's got to be on four days rest every time out because there's enough off days where you could finagle it around. But I'm encouraged by him. And he's the one guy in this rotation who could be here for a long time because Verlander and Scherzer aren't. Quintana's probably not. Carrasco's not. You know, David Peterson is certainly making a bid to kind of re-enter the discussion with the way he's thrown in his last three starts. But I'm very encouraged by Kodai saying, and I think overall he's had a good first half. Like I think if you would have given me these numbers in March, I would have said, cool, I'm good with it. No question. The only thing is, the only other way that I could justify it is if you actually stick to or go to the six-man rotation, which before the season started, we are like, oh, they have so many guys. They can go to six-man rotation. We're like... They might have. Do they have enough for a four-man rotation? And that's that's been the issue right now. There, you're, you're talking about all those other guys that are gone in the next couple of years. You don't have enough to fill up five. Yeah, I think now they do though. I think right now, coming out of the second half of this season, Verlander, Scherzer, clearly in the rotation. Kodai Senga clearly in the rotation. Carlos Carrasco and David Peterson have both pitched better in their last few starts. And now you've got Quintana. So do the math. That gets you to six guys. Because if Quintana's in this rotation, which he is, second half of the year, who's the guy you would take out? Like, do you just send David Peterson back down and say, hey, thanks for the three starts. You're going back to AAA? Or do you ride a little bit more 
to see what else he's got. I, I mean, Peterson's on the cusp for me right now. If you sent him down, I wouldn't have any any gripes with that, personally speaking. Well, it's the it's the easiest of the options because they're not sending Carrasco to the bullpen. You know, they're not releasing him. I guess they could trade one of their starting pitchers if they're looking to begin the sell process. But I'm not opposed to going six man. I'm not.